You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A very happy Monday to you all out there in Cougar Nation. A lot to get you ahead on this episode of Locked On Cougars. It's game week, folks. We are getting ready for BYU in Arizona, but also we're announcing a special winner of a pair of tickets to watch BYU and Utah do battle a week from Saturday. We're going to get to some of your guys' submissions that you sent in, announce our winner of those tickets. I promise you we'd announce them here on the Monday edition of the show. So you guys can make arrangements, obviously, to get to the game. So we'll make that announcement ahead on today's show. We'll also catch up with BYU tight end Carter Wheat. A great one-on-one conversation with him about the upcoming season. And, of course, we need to catch up on the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Talking about the debacle of the 2017 season. We're nearing the end of the countdown, but also means the game week is here, folks. So super excited about that. We'll also touch on BYU Women's Volleyball's very stellar opening weekend. Three straight sweeps at home. We'll also talk about BYU Women's Soccer getting back into action in SEC country tonight down there at Arkansas. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. You all know that, of course, we're covering the Cougars every single day, free on all podcast platforms. But if you're a college football fan overall, we have five Power 5 conference shows we'd love you guys to check out. Search out Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, or SEC on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to get ready for the upcoming season. It's really, really cool content covering the bigger news in the sport as a whole, in addition to what we're doing right here on the local level covering BYU. So without further ado, though, here on a Monday, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 30th, 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A quick reminder for you guys, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, and it's a great way to stay apprised of everything going on with BYU sports, so make sure you join us every single day. I announced it about a week and a half ago that I have acquired a pair of season tickets for the upcoming BYU football season, and we're going to do giveaways for every game upcoming. The first home game, obviously, is a week from Saturday when BYU welcomes the University of Utah to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Looking forward to that contest, but more importantly, just looking to college football, looking forward to college football as a whole. Uh, we had week zero action over this past weekend. I went four and one of my picks. I was misguided in my belief that Hawaii was anything more than a flaming hot pile of garbage. But nonetheless, uh, it was kind of fun to watch some football this weekend, but looking forward to seeing the Cougars finally on the field later this week, uh, Saturday night to be exact, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time be able to watch that and I know there are thousands of you planning on making the trek to Allegiant Stadium down there in, in Las Vegas. I was hoping to make the trip but recently got tabbed to host pre and post game shows for the Zone Sports Network where I work in my day job covering BYU so I will be on the air albeit back here at home in Utah watching that so you can join us on air if you want to listen to our pre and half pre and post game analysis. I'll be working with Hans Olsen former BYU defensive lineman and a guy who Really, really is engrossed with the Cougars, as you all know. We'll have some fun with that. But looking forward to many of you getting your opportunity to go watch the Cougars in action this weekend. It's, 
it's crazy to think it's as close as it is. There's plain and simple. It'll be 7.30 Pacific time there in Las Vegas for a number of you making that trek, but looking forward to it. Now, I promised that we were going to give away a pair of tickets to the BYU-Utah game uh, before I announced the winner. And by the way, the way I did the winner is I took all the submissions sent to us, whether they were on social media or whether they were sent to us via email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I gave them all a number. I assigned a number to each of them. I believe we had, I, if, I, if I recall correctly, I don't have the number straight up in front of me. I think we had over 43 submissions overall from different Cougar fans from all over the country and the global zoo here, here in a moment. But it was really cool to hear from a number of you. So I took all those submissions, gave them a number one through 43, went on the internet, uh, found a random number generator and put all those numbers in, told it to jumble it. I jumbled it five different times and it spits out a number each time. I did that five times. So five cycles of that random number generator, it spit out a number and I'll announce the winning number and who that corresponds to here in a moment. But first I wanted to talk to you guys and share with you some of the stories about people that sent stuff in. We'll start off across the pond in London, England. This comes in from Jonathan Brame and uh, Jonathan, I hopefully it's Brom or Brame. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. So if I pronounce that wrong. I guess it's John, actually. It's what you signed your thing with, so I apologize for that as well. But he said, I actually don't think I should be able to get the tickets because I won't be able to go to the game. I live in London in the UK and won't be able to get over to Utah for the game, but oh, I would love to go. We moved here right at the end of the 2019 season and I have watched every single game. That means staying up late or waking up very early for most games. We are seven hours ahead of Utah, so those 8 p.m. local kickoffs for you mean I have to set an alarm at 3 a.m. to start watching the game. There were a few games last year when I woke up my family because I couldn't keep from cheering out loud. And the one game we were on holiday driving around Scotland in a camper van, I made sure we found a spot to park with service so I could get up and watch the game from the top of the Scottish Highlands. There was no way for me to get FS1, so I watched the Boise game last year on FaceTime as my dad streamed it to me. Smiley face. We've lived in U- we've lived outside of Utah since 2009 and gone to as many games as we could. Oklahoma, a couple of the Texas matchups, the Mississippi State games, West Virginia, etc. But the last Holy War game I went to was a surprise for my wife, sending me and my dad back to watch BYU miss not one, but two field goal attempts at Rice-Eccles Stadium to barely lose to the Utes in 2010. I work for the U.S. Army, so I'll be here for another three to five years, but hopefully after that we'll head back to a place where I can again attend a game or two a year in person. Until then, I'll be setting my alarm that for those early mornings to cheer on my Cougars in blue. Signed, John. John. You are an inspiration, I think, to BYU fans everywhere. I've had a number of you who live on the East Coast who complain about late nights. Talk about early mornings, 3 a.m. Jeez, absolutely nuts. Some other submissions coming in. Uh, Taylor Ellsworth saying, hey, Jake, I love the show. The 100 years countdown has been great. Here's my pitch why I should be getting the tickets for the Utah game. Of course, I am a huge BYU fan. I wore a BYU football jersey to bed when I was four. I watched BYU beat the U in 2009 right after finishing my college applications to go to the Y. I got in and started going to BYU in 2010, missed one home game in five years as a student, but of course, never got to see the Cougars beat the U. I would take my wife, who is also a huge BYU fan, as one of our first dates was the two-overtime win against Mississippi State in 2016. Taylor, that's really, really cool, and thank you for weighing in. Um, this one coming in um, from LaserD861. And Laser, let me just suffice it to say that Laser Smission starts off, I really... And then it continues with, let's see here, one, two, three, four. There is probably a hundred reallys in this email. And it starts, I really, and then times that by about a hundred, want those tickets, period, bad, period. No more, no less. And that comes in from Timothy Griffin. Timothy, 
props for originality on that. That was absolutely incredible. The number of submissions you made there. I probably should have counted them out so I could actually give you the right count, but it seems like a hundred different realies in there. A couple other ones coming in here. McCade Swallow said, I'm emailing to get those BYU versus Utah football tickets because I believe my dad deserves them. He grew up working on a farm and never was able to pay much attention to sports because of how much work the farm required. Now, McCade, let me insert here. I am the grandson of a Idaho dairy farmer. I know how labor intensive farm work is. So much respect to your father. He says, then we moved to Salt Lake County and we, especially my dad, became diehard BYU and jazz fans. I have so many memories of me and my dad listening to Gregor Bell call the BYU games. One of the happiest moments I've ever seen my dad is after Joe Johnson hit the buzzer beater for the jazz in the playoffs to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. And the saddest I've ever seen him is when Taysom Hill came up short on that two-point conversion against Utah. I've never been able to talk to him about a time where BYU beat Utah because we didn't pay attention to college football the last time they did. He's done a lot for me, so I would love to be able to hopefully get the chance to finally watch the Cougars take down the Utes and watch it in person would be even more awesome. Thanks for the chance and go Cougs. McCade, I respect that. You did not win this time, but McCade, I can promise you, you were going to be in the running for tickets down the road here. We'll continue to talk with you about that. Matthew Detweiler, who's been a regular guest on this show with our Fan Friday, said, I think I should be able to get one or two of those tickets to watch BYU and Utah score off because ever since I watched BYU lose to Virginia in a monsoon, I was hooked, much like Taysom hooked Texas the following week. I've been obsessed with the Cougars for the past nine years and have seen my fair share of losses to Utah. I've never been to a game at Lavelle's house, and I've never seen my beloved Cougars beat the Utes. This game is worth four years since we didn't play last year, and we're getting passed up for Florida the next two years. I'd love to be there to watch the streak die and show Kyle that this is more than, quote, an in-state game, unquote. Thanks for everything, Jake, and go Cougs, your friend, Matt. Matt, I apologize. You didn't win at this time either, but these submissions, they brought a tear to my eye, and there are more than I can read in the time allotted here on today's podcast. But one more submission before we announce the winner on today's show, and this comes by way of John Fulton. Uh, he says this, quote, Hi, Jake. Enjoying the podcast. Here are my top five rational reasons to support my application for the BYU-Utah tickets. Number five, my son, who I would be taking to the game, was four years old the last time BYU beat Utah in football. He doesn't remember it, but he clapped along while I sang the fight song at the end of that game. He asked me the other day if BYU has ever beaten Utah in football. It's a whole generation of BYU fans out there, folks, who cannot remember a time when BYU beat Utah regularly. Number four, I work for the University of Utah School of Medicine, and I take crap as a BYU fan on a daily basis. It'd be really great to say that I was there when the Cougars finally snapped the streak. Number three, I promise to take full advantage of the tickets. I have never left a BYU game early, including staying in my seat throughout the entire Boise State Blizzard blowout of 2003. Look it up. It was awful. I still have frostbite damage. Number two, I met Kalani at a movie theater once a few years ago. He was kind enough to shake my hand and tell me fans like me, quote, were his inspiration, unquote. Come on, Jake. Coach needs me. And number one, this is our year, baby. Typed in all caps and multiple exclamation points. Thank you so much for your consideration. John Fulton, BYU fan extraordinaire and a daily podcast listener. Folks, your guys' submissions made my day every time I saw them. And I wish I could give tickets to all of you. I wish I had the means to do so. But I had to pick a winner for the BYU-Utah tickets. And, the, and that is coming. And by the way, when I, like I said, I did this with a random number generator. 
And I believe that things happen for a reason. And the winner of today's tickets, it was one that if I were just picking it, it'd probably be one that I would pick to win it. But the winner of this year's tickets is really, really cool and something that I I don't leave it to chance, I guess I should say. But it was a random number generator that spit out this number. But kind of funny how things work out. Comes by way of Mike Christensen. Jake, while I am a diehard BYU fan and a BYU grad who would love the tickets myself, I actually want to nominate my sister, Sarah Maya. Sarah loves the Cougars and cheers them on faithfully. We did the latter part of our growing up in Orem, and our grandmother turned us into BYU diehards in our youth. Sarah's been through the ringer in her adult life after enduring years of a brutal, rough marriage. She's now a single mother mother, excuse me, of three active boys. She works full-time, somehow gets all the boys to all of their sports practices and games, and raises them the right way. When I visit her, she still lives in Orem. I often see her crash from sheer exhaustion on a Saturday or a Sunday, I would love to see her get a huge surprise with tickets to the game and a chance to go with one of her boys or my dad. Sarah is an amazing soul, a big Cougar fan, and a fighter who has gone through an incredible amount of trials in recent years. Please consider her. Thanks, Jake. Signed, Mike Christensen. Well, Mike, you can surprise your sister, Sarah. She is going to that game. I need to get your information, so I'll be reaching out to you via email to get the information for Sarah to get her those tickets. But like I said... This has made my week, my weeks in the lead up to this giveaway. And folks, as I said, a number of you submitted stuff that I have not been able to read on air today. You guys will also be in the mix for tickets down the road. We have Arizona State upcoming, Boise State. There are a number of great home games this year. So I feel bad that not all of you are going to be there to watch BYU and Utah square off, but there will be future opportunities for you guys to win tickets to watch the Cougars. But hope you guys had a lot of fun with this giveaway and it made my day. Honestly, it made it so much fun to read your guys' submissions, to hear how much of a diehard group of BYU fans that you are and a big thank you. But congratulations to Sarah and Mike Christensen. You guys are the winner of that pair of tickets to watch BYU in Utah a week from Saturday night, but it's great to have football back folks, plain and simple. It is just stellar that we have football returning to our lives. And the best part is fans in the stands because it was a really, really weird season last year watching BYU play in Lavelle Edwards Stadium with literally nobody it felt like in the stands outside of like BYU administrators. It was just a really, really weird feel. I am excited to have all of you back there cheering on the Cougars, hopefully 63,000 plus strong when they square off against Utah a week from Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will talk with BYU tight end Carter Weed. A great conversation with him one-on-one about the upcoming season. What does he expect from the tight end unit? And a really cool uh, thing that he can do that not a lot of people are able to do. It's a talent, a hidden talent, I guess you should call it, maybe. We'll get to that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. All of us have been in this situation that I'm about to describe. You've had a big presentation at work. You've had a big first date. One of those moments where you, you know, the Southwest commercial, want to get away. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. But you don't have to be sweating through your shirt because Sweat Block is here to help you guys avoid that situation where you just pit out and you just look like you have been through a sauna in your suit. We've all been there. What it is is Sweatblock is a prescription strength antiperspirant that wants to help you guys out out of those situations so you can remain calm and confident because you look calm and confident. It lasts for up to seven days. They have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. 
All of us have been in these situations. So if you or somebody you know could benefit from this, get to sweatblock.com right now and place your order. I have tried it out. It is absolutely phenomenal, folks. It does last for multiple days in a row. I can attest to it because I tried it myself. You can go to sweatblock.com and get 20% off at sweatblock.com, or you can go on Amazon and order. They have over 13,000 reviews. It's been on there for over a decade. So you know there are a bunch of people who have given this a shot, and it's also available at your local CVS on the shelves as well. But if you want 20% off, get to sweatblock.com right now using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Try out Sweatblock. I think you guys will enjoy it, and they will help you remain cool and confident. It's all at sweatblock.com using that promo code locked on. Please be joined now by BYU tight end Carter Wheat. Carter, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, of course, you guys are getting ready now for Arizona. How good does that feel to know, hey, finally we have an opponent that's not our opposing defense? Oh, it feels so much better than it did last year coming into fall camp, not knowing what was going on. But now that we have a team that we're that we're going to get ready to prep on this week. It's going to feel good. It's going to be nice going into game one. I'm excited. You guys as a tight end unit, obviously you guys lost Matt Bushman in, in fall camp last year, but as a unit, you as well as Isaac Rex really helped, I, I, I thought carried the load along with Mason Wake a year ago. What do you think you guys can do for an encore this fall? Um, our tight end room is super talented. We got, we got a ton of dudes. We got like nine people in there, so... Um, I think we're going to do well carrying on everything that's going on. I think we're good playmakers. We can block, we can run routes. So we'll see how that all goes. Have I'm you, excited for it. That's good to hear. Have you lobbied to have three or maybe four tight ends on the field at one point? <laughs> yeah, we want all of us on at the same time. But yeah, we got a ton of good receivers, ton of good tight ends. So we're happy with what we got. Carter, I, I wanted to ask you, in terms of your skill set, how would you describe your game? Um, I think I'm a pretty good mix of, of a good blocker and a good route runner. I think I, I think I'm pretty equal on that. Um, coming out of high school, I was more of a receiver. I wasn't, I wasn't too much of a blocker, but as I'm going through my years in college, I'm noticing a lot of improvement with blocking, especially with the help of coach Clark and, and all that going on. So how, how does one get better at blocking? Is it just all about repetitions? Honestly, what I've seen that's helped me with blocking is just my technique. Um, I focused a lot my freshman year on weight and everything, but I still wasn't technically sound, and I'm still not technically sound. But the more I focus on keeping my hands inside and staying low and keeping a base, it it shows up. It's super helpful when you focus on those types of things. Obviously, uh, you have Isaac Rex, who had a freshman All-American type campaign a year ago. Can you uh, kind of break down his game, what you see from him? Yeah, Isaac's a beast. Isaac's a really big guy, big frame. He's about 6'6", six, six, wingspan, massive, heavy dude. He can block really well. He's smooth on the field, really good hands. So I think he's going to be a great tight end in the NFL. Do you have aspirations to go to the NFL like most guys? Yeah, I do. Okay, so obviously to do that, you have to get your time on the field. you got to catch passes and whatnot. Do you uh, feel confident that this offense will highlight your skill set to the degree you need to make it to the next level? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have, I have if I want, I have four more years at this school. i got plenty of time. But uh, I think Coach A-Rod and all the coaches are really well at doing what they need to do in order to get players to the next level, especially like Matt Bushman and 
and Dax Milne and Zach Wilson and everything. So I think our coaching staff is really good on that. Obviously, a guy like uh, Bushman, obviously him playing with the Raiders, I think you guys all kind of look and say, okay, that's what I want to do. Uh, What was your relationship with him like? I know you didn't spend a lot of time probably around him, but what did he teach you during his time with you at the Y? Matt was a really good mental mentor to me. Um, Anytime I needed to ask him questions about uh, assignment or technique, he'd be my go-to guy. Me and him were actually super close. Um, I could sit down and talk to him about anything, even even just things of life, you know? So Matt was a really good mental mentor for me. Obviously, you are a legacy uh, member of your family coming to BYU to play. Your father played offensive line of the Y. How big did his having played at BYU factor into you ending up playing in Provo? Um, Just all the stories my dad told me growing up about how his time in college was the best time of his life and how he had the option to go to other schools, but the fact that he chose BYU and, and said he's so happy he did it. I just, growing up, I just always thought that was kind of something I wanted to do. And turns out I was my first offer and I just took it. I'm happy it turned out that way. Yeah. Did you have other offers that came in afterwards? Or you just kind of just pounced on BYU and called it good? No. So I got offered and I committed the next day. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So not, not, <laughs> yeah. not a lot of time for other people to hop Not a lot there. of time. No. <laughs> Fair enough. I also wanted to ask you, why do you wear the number 96? Um, so in high school, I wore 99. And so I first got to BYU, I was 99. And then there was a problem with special teams. So Zach Daw, um, he was number 99. And they were like, we can't have two number 99s on the field just in case me and him were on the same special teams. So then I just got switched to 96. And then I'm like, eh, I like I kind of like 96, especially since Chad Lewis is 96. So I'm just rolling with it. I'm sure I could change it, but I kind of like it now. I've adapted to it. Well, I was going to ask you, obviously Chad Lewis, uh, kind of that number rose to prominence with him wearing 96. Is that is that fun? Did you know that before you picked that number? Yeah, I did. Chad Lewis is a beast for sure. <laughs> Does he, by the way, I know Chad is around, obviously he works in the athletic administration down there in Provo. Does he ever stop by and talk to you guys as tight ends? Um, he'll, he'll more talk to the team about things. I mean, I can see him right now from, he's probably like 20 yards away from me. He comes to our practices. He, he gives little words of advice and yeah, he's really good at giving us advice and stuff. So that's awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Last thing for me for you here, Carter, is there something about you? Like, do you have a hidden talent or something that people may not know about you? Um, I'm super into music. I play, I play piano, I play drums. I can pretty much pick up any instrument that comes my way. I, I love music. I live for music, music and football. Do you play them by ear or is this something you've, you've learned to do? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's one thing. So I took lessons when I was little, but I hated them. So I quit. And from there, I just, I just started playing by ear. I make my own stuff. Um, I produce beats and things like that. So I just, I can listen to a song and I can just pretty much pick it up. So. Well, that I can tell you, knowing very few people who can do that, that is very unique and a pretty incredible talent. No, no doubt. Pretty fun. Well, Carter, I appreciate you taking the time. Look forward to seeing you guys out there on the field against Arizona, and best of luck in the week or so we have until you guys get on the field, all right? 
Yeah, of course, Jake. Appreciate it. There you go. Carter Weed, a big thank you to him. And folks, I know of exactly one other person that I know personally can that can do what Carter Weed just described. Be able to hear a beat, to hear a song, etc., and then sit down and plunk it out on whatever instrument they happen to play on. Um, it's my buddy Nate is the one who can, he can do it on a piano. He can hear almost any song, no matter what it is. Hear it, sit down, and he can plunk it out on the piano. It is a rare rare gift, but also great to hear from Matt about guys like Matt Bushman being a confidant for him, a guy who's really taught him a lot. I think Carter Weed is a guy to keep an eye on, folks. I know that that tight end unit is very, very deep, and I figure that Isaac Rex and uh, Dallin Holker will be kind of be the lead two guys, but Carter, he is more than capable. In any other era of BYU sports, Carter might be a multi-year starter for the BYU football program. He is that good, but there's also so much other talent in that tight end unit. But good to hear that he's got the aspirations of making it to the pro ranks. I think he's got the skill set to be a pro tight end, but obviously you got to be able to show that on the field, and hopefully he will get his time to shine as a Cougar this season and going forward beyond that. All right, coming up next, we'll wrap up today's show with some notes on BYU sports outside of football, volleyball, and women's soccer among them. And we'll also continue our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Looking back at 2017, not going to spend a lot of time on it because it was a really, really rough year, but we'll dig into the, all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Folks, I hate to say this, but my wife, for many, many months now, has kind of resisted really buying into the whole fad of Built Bars. Well, I have a problem on my hands because she has tried them and she has fallen in love with them as well. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're as close to a candy bar taste and a protein bar that you will find anywhere. I mean that sincerely. I crave them every day and apparently my wife is now a huge fan as well. The best part about it though is you can save 15% by going to built.com using the promo code LOCKED15 when you get there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. And by the way, those of you who've been paying attention, you are in some small way supporting BYU football and BYU athletics by buying Built Bars because they are now sponsoring all walk-on scholarships and all the football players in the BYU football program will be making money through a name, image, and likeness deal with Built Bar guys. It is a fantastic way to support BYU, but also enjoy the best-tasting protein bars out there. So once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Place your order now and get and enjoying the best-tasting protein bars with Built Bar. One final timeout on today's show to remind you guys that today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Of course, you know it is football season. College football is underway. NFL coming soon. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all of their updated odds, props, and contests, including their half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and their $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, both open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and also make sure you take advantage of their 100% welcome bonus offer. You heard that right. A 100% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON when you get to betonline.ag. Also make sure you take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make it bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football to basketball to golf to boxing, all the way to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. 
Bet Online. It's all courtesy of them as they are your online sportsbook experts. Before we go here on this Monday edition of the show, I want to say congratulations to the BYU women's volleyball program opening their season in fine fashion. The 15th ranked Cougars swept all three of their matches at the doTERRA Classic over the weekend, beating Southern Utah and Long Island University on Friday in 3 nothing sweeps in both of those matches before wrapping up play Saturday night under the lights at the Smith Fieldhouse with a 3 nothing sweep of UNLV. A great weekend. For BYU, they will be remaining at home this coming weekend as they host the BYU Invitational presented by Zions Bank. Weber State, Michigan State, and Dixie State will be the three other teams that the Cougars will be inviting and bringing to Utah for these matches. It'll be a round-robin format similar to this past weekend. BYU will face Weber State on Thursday, Dixie State on Friday, and the Michigan State on Saturday as they take on all three of those matches. And I have no reason to believe that BYU will do any less than win all three of those and go 6-0 and at home over the opening two weekends, but time will tell. But a nice 3-0 and start for BYU women's volleyball. We'll see how it affects them in the national rankings expected to come out at some point later today. We'll update you guys on that, hopefully on tomorrow's podcast. Also looking forward to seeing BYU women's soccer back in action coming off that 2-1 win over number 25 USC on Thursday night. They're making a trip back down to SEC country to Arkansas. They'll square off tonight at 7 o'clock Central, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time, excuse me, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. BYU currently ranked number 24 in NCAA D1 women's soccer poll, but that should go up as that new poll is expected to come out at some point today on Monday. Additionally, BYU is ranked number 15 in the top drawer soccer national college rankings. So a little bit of disparity there, but nonetheless, a big opportunity against the Razorbacks tonight as the Cougars square off in Arkansas. Uh, The Razorbacks to their season are 0-2 so far on the year. This game will be streamed on the SEC Network Plus, also ESPN Plus if you want to tune into that. Radio coverage will come by way of BYU Sports Network on 107.9 FM and streaming on the BYU Cougars app. Greg Rubel will be on the call for that. This will be the first time that these two programs have squared off in their respective histories. Even though they haven't competed against each other yet, the closest they've come is when BYU hosted the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament in 2019. Arkansas competed against North Carolina State at Southfield in the second round of that and lost 2-1. So they have played at BYU, just not against the Cougars. All right, final thing from today's show is the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. I left this to the end because 2017 is the year we're looking back on, and many of you can recall how bitter that season was as a BYU fan. It opened up thinking, okay, what can BYU do here? It's the second year of Kalani Sitake's tenure. They went 9-4. and four. A lot of guys graduated from that 2016 team. Most importantly, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, two of the better players in recent memory for the BYU football program. But Tanner Mangum was expected to come in and just get things rolling. There was some thought that Ty Detmer maybe would work a little bit better with what a guy like uh, what a guy like Tanner Mangum offered in terms of his skill set because Ty was more of kind of a pro set offense type of a guy. Well, you all know how well uh, 2017 went. It opened up a little bit of concern. I can remember watching that game. They opened up on August 26th, 6th, excuse me, taking on Portland State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on an ESPN game. It was a week zero contest. And I was watching that, and BYU struggled out the gate. They ended up winning the game 20-6, to but we're talking about Portland State. They're not that great of an FCS team. BYU just struggled on offense. But what then followed is one of the biggest losing streaks in the last 40 or so years of BYU football. The following week, they went to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to take on number 13 LSU, a game that was supposed to be played in Houston, but due to hurricane concerns, 
was moved to New Orleans. BYU did not cross midfield on offense, lost 27 to nothing. The following week, they lose to Utah, 19 to 13. Then they welcome number 10 Wisconsin to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Barry Alvarez, the legendary coach and then AD of Wisconsin. I got I still remember I was in the press box that day. And as Wisconsin administered a 40 to 6 beatdown of BYU, Barry Alvarez's smirk on his face got bigger and bigger the longer that game went on. They were lights out in that contest. Speaking of Wisconsin, BYU could not get any pressure on the quarterback. I think he only missed two passes the entire game. Just awful. So three-game losing streak. Then BYU goes to Maverick Stadium, gets summarily dismissed by Utah State 40-24, to making the losing streak four games. Then Boise State comes to Provo and beats BYU 24-7. to It's a five-game losing streak. Then they have a two-game road trip back east to Mississippi State, get crushed 35-10. to And then they go to East Carolina, just an absolute debacle, get run off the field 33-17, to capping what ultimately was a seven-game losing streak. BYU came home on October 28th, tails tucked firmly between their legs because they had officially been eliminated uh, from bowl consideration, or I guess bowl eligibility, barring something crazy with regards to how many bowl teams that were available and APR scores, all that stuff. They did beat San Jose State 41-20, then lost at Fresno State 20-13, beat UNLV 31-21, finished off uh, their home slate against UMass in a bitter 16 to 10 loss. And by the way, the Minutemen, that was their first road win as an FBS member at the FBS rank. So Division One, highest level Division One. Their first road win, speaking of the Minutemen, came in Provo, Utah, winning that game 16 to 10. BYU looked absolutely inept on offense. But then BYU, officially eliminated from making a bowl game, treated their November 25th trip to Hawaii as essentially their bowl trip. Players, coaches, and wives, all that stuff, was they were all traveling to Hawaii, and BYU rewarded that trip with a 30-20 to victory over Hawaii, who was not that great, but it ended what was an absolute debacle of a 4-9 and season. Shortly after that game, BYU came home. Ty Detmer was relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator for BYU. And a few weeks later, actually probably about a month later if I recall correctly, Jeff Grimes was hired as the new offensive coordinator coming over to BYU uh, as a career offensive line coach. But what a season it was. Were there some standout players on that team? Sure. I think a guy like Fred Warner is probably by and far, far and away, not by and far, far and away the best player to come off that team. Obviously ended up being a third round draft pick, is now maybe the best middle linebacker in the NFL, but man, four and nine. I just, thinking back on that season and everything that was going on, many of you can recall that during that season, I think it was around kind of midway point of that losing streak. Kalani Satake said, I know what I need to do and we'll get this turned around. Well, I think that he was referencing the fact he knew the offense was not working under Ty Detmer. He needed to make a change, but we're talking about Ty freaking Detmer here, folks. He has a Heisman Trophy, for crying out loud, and firing him was going to make waves, obviously, but Kalani Satake, at the end of the year, told BYU administration, I'm going to do it my way. If I'm going to go down, I'm going down my way. Obviously, that ended with the offensive staff all being fired. A new offensive staff comes in, and we all know the end result of how that offensive staff worked, considering what they did during 2020. So we'll talk more about happier days, or I guess better days ahead, as we talk about 2018, 2019, and 2020 as this week progresses in the final three installments of the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. But I just that 2017 season, folks, it makes my skin crawl because there was so much dysfunction with that team. It just 
it wasn't working. It was very evident from early on. Uh, BYU played four different quarterbacks that year. Mangum got injured at one point. Joe Critchlow ended up as BYU's second leading passer. Bo Hodge played some. Coy Detmer Jr. played. Ugh, man, what a year it was. And just something that I don't think that we'll ever forget, honestly, about that 2017 season. It kind of shows you how low BYU can sink. The hope is they never sink that low again. It's plain and simple. It just, it was not working. There was no doubt about that. All right. So that's going to do it for today's, today's edition of the show and a little bit of an extended edition, but special giveaway, obviously. Congratulations to Mike and Sarah. We'll get you guys those tickets. Hope you guys have some fun there. And once again, a huge thank you to all of you for your submissions. I'm going to think up something new for a giveaway with regards to the Arizona State game a week after BYU and Utah square off a week from Saturday. So stay tuned for how we'll give those tickets away. But We'll do this giveaway all season long. I've got a pair of season tickets. I've got all six home games for you guys. So if you guys would like to be entered to win, stay tuned and make sure you guys participate. And we'll hopefully see you guys out there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for your support of the show. As always, hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from. Also, make sure to leave us a rating and review. Of course, five stars only is what we're looking for with regards to the ratings. They help us build this audience, and you guys have responded emphatically in that vein. Always could use more and more of those responses from you guys on those ratings and reviews. But in the meantime, have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 30th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.